This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Has a 2-0 lead in Calgary with three minutes left in the first period. It is Nick Paul with both goals. He's up to six on the season. I just got a text from a friend who said, uh, Kachuk versus Kachuk, and I hope they both lose. Unfortunately, that is not possible. Chicago leading Montreal 1-0 after one. Shots 13-2 in favor of Chicago. In the second period, Sabres and Predators tied 1-1. In the third, Islanders up 2-1 on the Devils. Jets up 2-0 on the Red Wings. The Blue Jackets hammer Carolina tonight. 6-0 is the final. Late in the third period, Lightning lead the Canucks 3-2. And with about six minutes left, Boston up 3-2 on Philadelphia. Can also tell you that in St. Louis, the Blues trail the Kraken 1-0 late in the second period, and I'm pleased to welcome to Inside Sports a gentleman who scored his first NHL goal for the St. Louis Blues earlier this season. He's a member of your Edmonton Oil Kings. It is Jake Neighbors checking in. Jake, good to have you back on the program. How are things? Uh, Doing good, Reed. It's good to be back on the show. Well, it's nice to talk to you and nice to catch up with you. I'll tell you right off, I I wish some of the questions I'm going to be asking you were we're different, but we got to reflect on uh, obviously your World Junior experience before we get into what happened once the tournament started. Take me back to the uh, the moment you found out that you'd made the team. Uh, yeah, it was pretty special. Um, we just got done our uh, second year sports game. Uh, we were just waiting in the hotel, and um, the coach came and knocked on my door and told me that uh, you know I made the team and I was going to be going to the tournament and stuff like that. So. Uh, obviously a really cool mo- moment for myself. Who are the first people you got in touch with? Uh, I think my parents for sure um, were the first that I let know and I uh, let them kind of spread it through the family and um, and then obviously my buddies and my teammates. Okay. You get out there on Boxing Day. You're playing Czechia. You guys win the first game 6-3. You pick up an assist in the game. You're playing in Rogers Place, your home arena in the Western Hockey League. I know it wasn't uh, full, but there there were fans uh, allowed in. Did you have a soak it in moment, or did you just get out there and play? How did you approach that first game? Uh, yeah, I think um, you know when you kind of first come out and see all the fans, and um, you know it's a real tournament. It's kind of a, a pretty cool moment for sure. Um, I think there's still. Um, a lot of uh, nerves and stuff, even in the second game. So, um, you know, really hadn't settled in fully to the tournament and the team and everything like that. But um, and then obviously it got cut short. But uh, the experience was uh, really good. The, the second game on December twenty eighth, Canada played Austria. You guys won eleven two. Um, 
I mean, obviously expected you were going to win that game, and you did win by quite a bit. Uh, your coach said after the game he's not sure if a game like that is good for anybody. What's it like to play in a game like that where you have a decided advantage? Yeah, it's uh, it's tough for sure. I think it's um, obviously when we got it to the start that we did, um, you know, it was uh, a pretty lopsided game early. So, um, you know, it's hard to stay um, in good habits and, and work hard and play the way you're supposed to, um, you know, in the medal rounds, obviously. So um, I think it's just a tough, uh, tough to play that way when you're up, um, you know, a bunch of goals and things like that. But, um, you know, and it's obviously not fun for them, I would assume, either. So, but, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, and then, unfortunately, that was it. Um, you know, there was there were some games forfeited, and then the tournament gets cancelled. Um How'd you find out? Who told you? How did it all go down from your perspective? Uh, yeah, we just had a text into our team group chat that we had a, a meeting in like 10 minutes. And uh, we all went down to the to the meeting room and um, they told us the news. And uh, obviously a lot of emotional people and, um, you know, a lot of, you know, sweat and work went into setting everything up and getting to the tournament and, obviously for the players to make the team and, and be there and represent their country and um, for it to all just stop uh, in the middle of it, kind of, uh, you know, put a hole in a lot of people. Yeah. Did, when you got that message, did you kind of expect that that was up perhaps? Yeah, that was the assumption for sure. Yeah. So what were you guys, because um, there's been some talk about, okay, could have the term had gone on should have things been handled differently just from a Canada perspective like were, were you were you bubbled did you feel pretty insulated from COVID or being around a lot of other people yeah I thought um in the JW Marriott where we were staying with the uh, team Sandland as well I thought they did a really good job of um you know we were never around the public and um you know had our our room um that was um you know down the hall from the Finns I guess, and there was nobody else on that floor. So uh, it was restricted access for the public. And I mean, so I thought the JW Marriott did a really good job for for us two teams, at least. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a bit of hypothetical, and we are going to talk about your Oil King season, which is going to continue here on on the weekend. If there was a summer tournament, would you be all in if they tried to get it done in the summer? Yeah, I think so. I think obviously if I'm healthy and, um, you know, it doesn't interfere with, uh, the Memorial Cup or anything like that. If uh, if we're still going at that point um, with the Oil Kings, is um, if that's not you know crossing over, then um, you know I would definitely uh, think about going back for sure. Okay, Jake Neighbors from the Edmonton Oil Kings joining us on Inside Sports. So the World Juniors get cut short. Uh, you come back to the Oil Kings, and now is it January second? Was that still your most recent game? It's been a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, January 2nd, yeah. Okay, because obviously um, you guys had some games postponed because of COVID as well. So you get back, uh, and you played those two games. Uh, you you played Saskatoon and PA. You came back yeah. and played. Yeah. So you come back and you play two games, and now, yeah, and I know the Oilers are going through this, and a lot of teams have, but for you and the Oil Kings, how have you been sort of, and, and you were shut down for a while. I mean, how are you dealing? with all this Jake like you, you want to get out there and get played again yeah it's tough for sure like um you know obviously with this still going on after it being you know a whole ordeal last year and everything so 
it's getting frustrating for sure for um, you know obviously players and staff and everything like that. But you just got to find a ways through it and um, you know find ways around it. Um, you know I think it's just another form of adversity for you know a lot of hockey clubs and ours as well. So um, you know just find ways to deal with that. In the end, it's uh, you know. Um, we just got to find ways to work through it, stay in shape, and, and be ready for when we're called upon to play. Okay, so right now we're looking at Saturday, 2 p.m. So that that was the game that was in the evening and now has been bumped to the afternoon because the Oilers are taking the game. Like, I, I like this probably sounds like a stupid question. I'll ask an athlete his schedule, but <laughs> it's, it's it's relevant to these days. That, that game is still on for Saturday at 2. I believe so, yeah. Okay. See, even you're not totally sure, but no, all, all kidding aside. So, and then, and then, are you guys going to Lethbridge on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, we okay. are. Okay, okay. And then, I believe a game against PA has now been rescheduled for Tuesday at Rogers Place. So, if you have Oil Kings tickets, people are going to hear about that. Uh, and how are you feeling back with the Oil Kings? I mean, I know we've we, we've talked so much about the expectations for the team, and and now you're in, like now you're caught up in the middle of those expectations, and you're into the second half of the season. Tell tell me about uh, how the team is feeling here. Yeah, we feel good. I think, um, you know, we've been battling, um, you know, having guys out of the lineup, um, you know, whether it's injuries or, um, you know, guys being away for, at the World Juniors and stuff like that. So, you know, we've played uh, without our full lineup for majority of the season. So, um, but, you know, coming up here, we're in our next game, we're going to have pretty close to what's going to be our, I mean, our lineup with a full healthy group of guys. So, um, we're excited about getting out there and, and playing, and obviously there's going to be um, some adjusting points um, coming out of quarantine and things like that, but, um, you know, we're we're looking forward to it. Well, I am as well. It'll be great to see you guys uh, back on the ice. So all the best Saturday afternoon. Jake, thanks for sharing your, your recent experience, and I know it was disappointing with the World Juniors, but we appreciate you talking about it, and I know we'll be uh, having you on the show here down the road as we move towards the playoffs. All the best with the Oil Kings, man. Sounds good. Thanks, Reed. That is Jake Neighbors checking in from the Oil Kings 2020 first-round draft pick of the St. Louis Blues. I mentioned he got his first NHL goal earlier this season. Back with the Oil Kings with Team Canada. That gets cut short uh, now with the Oil Kings again. And they are, uh, yeah, like like you said, they were shut down for a while, but eager eager to get going. 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon against Brandon at Rogers Place. And then the Oilers play in the evening. Okay, it is 7.43 uh, I want to catch up on some of your thoughts here about the uh, Edmonton Oilers. We had Warren Moon on the show. If if you missed that, uh, you can always get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts or go to the show page on 630shed.com or tell other people about it. I mean, we had Warren Moon on the show. If they want to check that out and you think they'd be interested, point them to that and tell them they can listen to the show live because uh, it's always better live. And uh, we will get to some of your feedback. Phone lines are open as well, 780-496-0063. So Mike Smith uh, had an MRI on his thumb yesterday. He was uh, found to have a partial tear of a tendon. So he's going to be uh, miss a week to two weeks. We'll start start with a week. He. Uh, he practiced yesterday. Was bothering him. Decided to get some get some pictures taken of it, and it's uh, it's an injury. They've got to give it a little bit of time to settle down. So uh, the plan is to bring Skinner up from uh, Bakersfield, but they're dealing with some COVID issues down there. They got to get uh, 
get things settled there. And we're hoping uh, Konovala is scheduled to come out of out of uh, quarantine tomorrow. If he tests out all right, he may be able to practice tomorrow, depending on where we're at. So that's our <laughs> we're we're chasing a little bit in goal right now. All right, so that was Dave Tippett after practice today. The injury update on Mike Smith. And since he spoke, the Oilers did announce at around 2.30 this afternoon that Stuart Skinner has indeed been reassigned from Bakersfield to the Oilers taxi squad. Saturday night, they're going to be taking on the Ottawa Senators. 780-496-0063. Kellen Kennedy with some of your messages this evening. Uh, Yeah, I got a two-parter to start things off here from uh, Ricky from the Lake. He says, too much emphasis on save percentage in baseball. The pitcher's stat is ERA, which discounts team errors. Uh, Goals against average and save percentage is more of a team stat. Timely saves and bailing out the team at the opportune time to get a win holds more weight staying in a battle lifting the team getting a good start should be the focus that's part one and part two maybe bob got it from the year u of a bear logo one eyebrow always raised <laughs> like a, the rock so I, hey I maybe Go- what, what's the what's the mascot's name is it goomba Gooba. Gooba. Gooba, the, the great university bear of Alberta, G-U-B-A. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, well, that's a good comparison. I never thought of that. And, yeah, look, Ricky, for sure, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just taking one stat, and that's the be-all and end-all, but I, I do think save percentage is quite a relevant one for goaltenders. But, yes, allowing the first goal in the game has been a huge problem for the Oilers. Sometimes it has been on the goalie. Sometimes it has been on uh, on team defense. Sometimes it's maybe been bad luck. Sometimes it's been, you know, the other goalie stoning the Oilers and then the other team gets the first goal. So so a lot of different things. I, I was just, you know, look, I, I think in hockey, there is no position more important than goaltending, than goaltender. I, I truly believe that, and I think it's been proven over and over again uh, over the years. If you look how often a goaltender wins the Conn Smythe in the playoffs or uh, there's a, a hot goaltender who gets his team into the playoffs or deep into the playoffs. So I'm not discounting other issues the Oilers have, and there are many other stats that are relevant. I, I just think it's, I, I think it's worth pointing out where the save percentage is at, how it's dropped off from uh, where it was earlier in the season. Like, here's the thing. I've, you know, I've had people say, well, why are, like, don't make it sound like it's one thing. I don't think I am making it sound like it's one thing. But I, I do think some things can be more important than others. You know, like, uh, I, I don't know, like, uh, why am I a lousy golfer? Well, quite frankly, I'm not really good at any part of golf, but my irons are worse than my than my game off the tee with my woods. So if I had to, if I were to tell you one thing, the 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 primary problem I have as a golfer, it's my my it's my irons. It doesn't mean I don't have other problems. So that's that's how I'm presenting this as as an argument. Uh what if, and this is, you know, and I referenced what Craig Button said last week on Onright's show, that he says if if you fix the goaltending, you might get a better indication of how serious the other problems are. That's that's where I'm coming from. I'm not saying it's the be-all and end-all or the only stat, but it's a pretty big issue that could transform the team if it if it improved. All right, what else? All right, Fred texts in and says, there is nothing wrong with pushing a rookie goaltender. Look at how Ken Dryden did when he was a rookie. He won the Conn Smythe before he was even eligible in the league as a rookie for the rookie of the year. Look at uh, Grant Fear as well. 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, sure. Patrick Waugh, uh, you know, we talked about Bennington, uh, you know, Ron Hextall was uh, 87, won the Conn Smythe, lost to the Oilers in the final. I agree. I'm just saying that I, I wouldn't expect that of Stuart Skinner. If he does it, that's that's awesome. I just wouldn't say, well, okay, there he goes, Conn Smythe winner. Let's go, buddy. Mm-hmm. There you go. So Shorty text, or texts in and says, with Smith's health so unreliable right now, he's not comfortable to start next year with a Smith-Skinner combo, not arguing that Koskinen should stay either. Well, I think Koskinen will be gone because his contract's going to be up. It's a fair comment about what combo it's going to be next year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wordle sounds like a modified version of Free Strikes on Price is Right. Cheers from Daryl. I don't remember three strikes on prices. Right. I, I, I don't re- remember. I remember, it remember uh, Plinko, the mountain climber guy, uh, the putting game. What was that called? Where you putted for the car. I they think had it was the just long putt game. or something, wasn't it? Yeah. They had the grocery game. Uh, they had uh, what was the one where you the, they had punch board or something? You know where you you punched through the yeah the slot and then you pulled out the piece of paper and it said, "Oh, you won fifty bucks. Do you want to keep that or or?" punch the next slot i think it was called high low because you could there was like a thing where you could like go higher and there was a different part of the board yeah that was probably another game Uh, what was the what was the game the guys referenced uh do you still have it i lost i forgot already (laughs) oh uh three strikes three strikes I, i do not remember three strikes on they had the dice game oh yeah that was the one with the big dice right like the, the, the massively they, they, huge they, ones. Well, they yeah. had the big dice, yeah, because you had to be able to read them on television. You couldn't have the little dice. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't have been good for anybody. Okay. Showcase showdown, of course, is always a classic. Yeah. Do, do you have anything else? Uh, not pressing right now. A lot of people <laughs> loving the Warren Moon interview from earlier tonight, and I just want to say that uh, we will have that online as a podcast shortly, like right after the show. So in case you awesome. missed it, yeah, that was great to have Warren Moon on the show. I didn't know that that he had his bone sticking out of his thumb. That yeah, there's injured. a visual. <laughs> yeah, you're trying not. To, I'm glad this wasn't a television interview. Where oh hey, look at this. I was trying yeah, to remember. Cool. I was trying to remember because it came up in conversation the other night. Reed, who was the basketball player recently that had that compound fracture during the the regular season a few years ago? Oh, who was that? The was that Gordon Hayward? I think so. I think it yeah, was it Gordon Hayward. Hayward. And yeah. there was a kid in the NCAA tournament probably eight or nine years ago. I think for Louisville was his last name Ware. That uh, had a pretty grotesque injury, but yeah. I think that was I think that was Gordon Hay- Hayward in the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. I got a, I got a I got a really close friend of mine texting an ankle injury. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was Gordon Hayward for sure. Okay, uh, Edmonton Elks they, they hired some more coaches today. We had Demetrius Maxey, the D line coach, on earlier in the show. Chris Jones spoke to uh, Dave Campbell earlier today, and he was talking about the work that he's done since being hired last month. Yeah, you know what? I mean, we've got a, a tremendous staff put together, and that's the main thing. you got to have people in the boat that know, uh, again, what your expectation levels are. They know how, how things are going to run. You don't want to have to spend six months teach, teaching a bunch of guys that, that don't have an idea of what you're doing. And so that's, that's what we've been fortunate enough to do is to put a bunch of guys that have been together. They know each other. They know myself. I know them. And so it's going to be it's going to be more pliable than what it would be if you brought in a bunch of new guys. I think that's one of the bigger things. And now it's been busy as all get out. Now I mean we've we've uh, 
all the different things that we've had to from from all the budgetary restrictions and uh, trying to put a staff together and uh, you know because we're a month late you know we should be doing this in uh, in November and we were pushed back till till December doing this and so now here we are mid January and uh, free agencies on us so it's been a busy time but it's it's always a lot of fun. That is the GM and coach Chris Jones of your Edmonton Elks. Okay, you heard from Demetrius Maxey, Jake Neighbors, and Warren Moon. Thank you for your participation in the program as well. Oilers back at practice tomorrow. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. We have another all-star edition of Inside Sports coming up from 6 to 8. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. Just quickly update you here on how the Canadian teams are doing. Montreal down 1-0 to Chicago in the second. Senators lead the Flames 2-0, second period about to start. And the Canucks have lost to the Lightning 4-2. My name's Reed. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.